This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome, and maybe even kicking your corporate stooge job to the curb. My name is Dan Benjamin. Joining me here in the studio on this Thursday, the last Thursday of 2015, and in fact, the last show of 2015, Hattie Cook, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Thanks. You're not going to take over the uh, program today, are you? No. No. Do I sound a little, I feel like I sound a little rough and congested still. Yeah. Kind of gravelly. Yeah. Like a male Demi Moore. <laughs> You've heard Demi Moore. Yes, Demi, but Demi, Demi Vo- I'm sorry, Demi. Demi. Yeah. Mm. It's Thursday. It's weird to be doing the show on a Thursday, but we have to because the sponsors who really control this show, like we talk often offline about the Illuminati and the one world government (laughs) and how they control things. They're the ones pulling all the strings. The sponsors are pulling all the strings as to whether or not we do a show. Right. Yawning already. Yep. What is this? How long have we been doing this? I was yawning at like 7.15 this morning. Right out loud. Who was it that said that their kid listens to this show? Uh, Hold on. Who said that to me today? I have it open right now. Matt. Matt. Matt K. Matt K. MK. He says, my 10-year-old kid is into the show. It's become our go-to listen for long car rides. <laughs> it's too angry. Ten-year, you're 10-year-old. First of all, Matt. hello, MK's daughter or son. Yeah, we can't assume Shout whether a boy or girl, but one coolest. Was, one coolest, was boy, one was girl. One of the coolest 10-year-olds in the yeah, world listening to the show, I think. But also, no. <laughs> also, bad parenting on Matt because this is an adult show. This is a... Uh, Maybe he's got a very rating? adult tenure. This is a rated X. No. No. P- PG-13, P- at least. There, should need, there needs to be... There should need... There should, needs to be like a PG-19. What was the What was the show... Uh, the, the rating, I'm sorry. The rating on the, the latest Force Awakens. It wasn't it. It's PG thirteen. Okay, I think just because I would of say violence. the show is a PG thirteen, also because of violence. This show is the very quip, violent. Yes. The ping pong's table that was <laughs> that was one of my best moments of twenty fifteen. I listened to it. You were so angry. I, was, I don't know why I got so upset about that, but I, uh, <laughs> I had great ideas on that episode. Sure did. Patting you myself sure did. on the back. Well, finally, after only I don't know how many episodes we did what 30, we 40 80? episodes, you finally woke up. So welcome. Welcome to to the show, Hattie. Good to have you. Welcome to your show. Thanks. So what are you what are you up to <laughs> since your show? What, what am, oh, it's my show. Yeah, Miss Idea. Oh, uh, well, I I think we should start off with some emails. Or do you? Oh, you want to start off with that? Well, I have an agenda for today's show. Oh, uh, well, then forget forget my idea. You want to start off with emails? I mean, usually, I save that to the end if there's time. But then you only get to like half of a person. But I have a big topic for today's show. A very big topic. If I know what your topic, I don't is, think you know what it is because you were you kind of faked me out with a topic, and then now I don't think that it's what I. What think was it my is. fake out topic? The the travel. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That is. Yes. Oh, then yay. Okay. <laughs> so earlier uh, last, well, last week, I guess, I tweeted after last week's show, because we talked just a tiny little bit about travel. I tweeted and I said, would any of you enjoy a show where I impart my vast travel tips, techniques, schemes, ideas, and concepts from start to finish to walk you through a successful trip? 
from the planning and packing stage all the way through the return and how to do everything right so you don't make mistakes. Consider it something like a Dan Benjamin version of the scene in Up in the Air when our, our friend and my, my, my close friend, George Clooney, and Hattie's close friend, Anna Kendrick, are in the scene where he is schooling her onto how to effectively travel. And he, oh, has, these sort, he has these sort of packing tips. And one of, one of his right, packing like, tips is... no pillow. <laughs> right, he takes her pillow and throws it in the trash. And I thought, you know what? I have a lot of little tips and tricks and things that make packing and, and traveling and, and things. And the, and the whole point of it is to create something that's stress-free, to create something so that you can focus on the task at hand, focused on the job that you have to do, focus on enjoying your vacation or whatever it is, and not have to worry so much about the, the ins and outs of travel. And there's so many things that I've learned over the traveling that, that I've done in my life, but especially over the last few years. A lot of those trips, Hattie, you've been lucky enough to, to go on uh, because they were trips to XOXO, sponsor uh, meetings where you'd, we'd go there and we'd you know, make some kind of big pitch and do something like that. Or like uh, most recently when, when I went to the, uh, the conference, the FutureSack conference. Oh, yes. Interview uh, Weird Al. My, my, my friend Weird Al Yankovic up on stage in front of uh, thousands also, of people. Also done international no big deal for traveling. Me. International traveling. So we can, we can talk about your trips and how you packed for how many months? Two months? Yeah, two to two to three with somewhere one in there. suitcase. With one suitcase. So we'll talk about that. And I did. I brought way too much stuff. So, so where I want to start with this, and I'll I'll go so far as to say this is valuable to you for a few reasons. If you only go on one trip a year or one trip every five years, this should be the most important podcast episode you ever listen to because you are the most likely person to mess up. You are the most likely person to make a mistake. You are the most likely person to get it wrong. And as subsequently, you will be the one to stress out about it the most because you don't do it that much. When you do something a lot, it becomes routine. When you do something a lot, it becomes old hat. So you don't stress out about it very much. The first time you drive a car, you're nervous. You're freaking out by yourself. 16 years old, first time out by yourself, you're having fun, but you're nervous. Now, I bet you anything, sometimes you get to work and you're like, I don't even remember getting in the car this morning. Like, how am I here at work? It's all on autopilot. That's how good you are at it. Travel, get like that too. But if you only travel once every month or once every year, rather, or once every few years, this is the show for you. I'm going to save you a lot of time and trouble. Now, if you travel a lot, you're going to be listening to, to these tips, and I bet you there's a couple things in there you haven't thought of, but I bet you anything that you're going to hear something that I say, and you're going to say, uh-uh, I got a better way. I want to hear it. Tweet me, at Dan Benjamin on Twitter, or email me, 5x5.tv slash contact. Go there and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me a step I forgot. Let's because I guarantee the you that there, there are some that I, I could absolutely uh, learn from. But we're going to talk about everything. I think this is a wonderful topic. I think this is the kind of episode, Hattie, that will live on. That even one day in the far future, when this show is just history, people will all go back to episode 82, the greatest episode you had. 
Why? All your travel tips. So, Hattie, what I want you to do, instead of working on that thing for Dave. I'm not. <laughs> I want you to, to type up the main <gasps> points that I say as I go. I can do that. I, I can do that. You just sort of type it up. Because I don't want to miss anything. I'll be adding links and stuff here on the iPad Pro. My keyboard. You think you're real the cool. Smart, the smart keyboard, or whatever it's called, that goes with the iPad Pro, showed up today, two, two months after I got the iPad. <laughs> it's a good thing I told yeah. it to ship in separate boxes, eh? So I'm trying that out, and it has not changed my productivity game. But we'll see. Before I get too deep into this, I want to thank... Does it, can I do any order? Yeah. I want to thank Hover. I have a domain name registration problem. I have too many. Me too. Whenever I think of one, I, ha- I want to go register it. And I want to save money doing it, but I want to register it at a place where if I want to go and set up the DNS for it, I can do that really easily. But if I don't want to set up the DNS and I just want to have it automatically like, you know what, I'm going to host this over at, uh, at Squarespace. Then you know what? I just want to click a button and have it point everything in Squarespace. You can do th- both of those and, and so much more with Hover. Hover's amazing. I Hover. registered com. a domain from my bed, like right before I went to sleep. I was like, I had a great idea. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best. I wonder if it's taken. So I typed it in and like, it was like, oh, register a domain, turn the light off, go to sleep. Wow. It was that easy. I know. What could you want to share with the domain oh was? Oh my or gosh. Is it too uh, private? I don't know what I want to do with it yet. So I'm going to keep it okay. secret. But it's it's a good one. Well, see, that's there's a big part of that too, in that you come up with an idea and you're like, "This is this domain. This is my future. I want to unlock my future. It might be my future. I don't make know. your future with a domain. They're gonna have to run with that. Nine idea guy. Final show of 2015, right here. Hover.com, and the code that you're gonna use is Stooge, S T O O G E, Stooge. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. They've got everything. All the crazy domain names, dot com, dot net. Of course, all the like dot club, dot pizza, dot co, dot TV. You name it. They even have a free valet service. So you can skip the hassle of moving your domains over if you want to change them from your crappy registrar over to them. No wait, no hold, no transfer phone service. So when you call, there's a real live human being like helps you. The thing I was telling you about before, Hover Connect. You can host the things wherever you want. You want to do all the DNS manually? You can. If you're like, oh, I'm hosting this over at Squarespace. I'm hosting this over at Shopify. One click, all the DNS records are set. It's pointing over there. It's done. Genius. Hover.com. Code to use is Stooge. Thanks very much to Hover for making this show possible. I feel like I'm in the best physical shape of my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Well, I've been, I've been what started as back rehab to fix my chronic uh, lower back issues from years of bad posture and genetic uh, problems and all kinds of stuff has turned into physical training. So for that's one reason I'm in the best physical shape of my life. It's probably the biggest reason. I eat better than I've ever, you know, call it e- eating clean, Hattie. Clean eating. So I eat better. Sleep is the one thing I need to get better about. I like to stay up watching stuff on Netflix too late. And then I have to wake up early in the morning, take my kids to school. And right before we started the show, we were reading what Jim Cramer's day looks like. 
Are you taking notes on what we're talking about or do I need to be doing it? No, I'm doing that. Because you're typing, but I don't, I have a feeling it's Facebook. No. And Jim Cramer's day thought starts at 3.45 in the morning and ends at 11.30 p.m. at night. Martha Stewart famously sleeping only two hours a night. Donald Trump, your hero, Hattie. No. <laughs> sleeping only three hours a night. I actually feel like I'm... I mean, I, it's certainly true that I get more done. I'm better with very little sleep or a lot of sleep. Not what I've been getting, which is like six and a half hours, seven hours. That's bad. I used to be nocturnal. Like, what does that mean? I would just sleep most of the day. And then as soon as the sun went down, it was like my brain was like powered up and was like time to do stuff. Was this like high school, college time? Yeah. Yep. I, I think I was up very late in college. Do you think that's just a developmental thing? Like at that Maybe. age, you tend to to want to stay up later. I did. Yeah. I'm trying to think it was more Playing so. Playing pentatonic in- scale on my Epiphone Les Paul. Yeah. So the wee hours and I. I want to talk about, I want to talk about travel. Now there are lots of these services and we're going to start at the beginning, work through the end. I'm I'm making notes that I'm thinking of as I'm before we start. We've even had sponsors, Hattie, of companies that are supposed to make traveling easier and and getting your tickets and things easier and all of that. And there are people who swear by these. You go, uh, for example, name a few orbits, Travelocity, Tripcase. They you can't buy tickets through Tripcase. That's uh, an app to categorize everything. But there are other ones. Should we tell them our (laughs) our secret (laughs) for boarding the plane? Maybe. Let me get to that. (laughs) I don't want too many people knowing about it, and I definitely don't want to get called out for it. Because I will get called out for it. But maybe. I know. I'm thinking about it. We do have a lot. We have have tens of thousands of listeners listening to this. Somewhere, somewhere, there's like a TSA agent. Well, TSA wouldn't care. We're past them at this point. The gate agents, I know they're gate agents. Who are listening to this? They're probably pilots. I'm going to run into one of them. Oh, and, and also, be like, I know what you do. No, hold on. Don't get me derailed here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get out of here. Leave. Are you talking to me? Yes. No. So, when you are plan in the planning stage of your flight, and trust me, this is not going to be tedious. I'm going to breeze through a lot of these. When you're in a planning stage of your flight, there's people who have these techniques. Oh, I use Travelocity. I use Orbitz. I am not a big fan of that. And I'm not a big fan of it because I like to, I like to do that stuff myself directly on the website of the airline that I use. People will say I'm wrong and I'm crazy and you can get better deals. I have yet to see any better deals. But what I think those things are good for are showing you price comparisons and time comparisons across multiple airlines. However... Tip number one. I'm ready. Is be loyal or as loyal as possible to a single airline. This is not true if you only travel once a year or twice a year or once every five years. But if you travel more frequently, that loyalty will be rewarded eventually if you do it enough. What does that loyalty come back as? Well, what that loyalty comes back as is the biggest scam ever deployed upon the American people, which is airline points. You can redeem these for things such as miles or upgrades or things like that. Well, you just know, as Hattie would say, just know that you need to 
you need to get a whole lot of these points in order to get enough to be like, oh, I want to upgrade. Because you need to get to a much, much higher level. We're talking hundreds of thousands of miles before it's really going to pay off. But I have found the reason that I say loyal is you never know when that might happen. You never know when you might get a new job or find that your business is taking you around frequently. So that's one reason is that you may, you may accrue airline miles, maybe. The other reason is it really helps you to understand how a specific airline works over other airlines so that your familiarity with that airline will give you an advantageous position in understanding things that are frequent causes of stress. Every airline boards a little bit differently. Every gate operates a little bit differently. Every kiosk works a little bit differently. Baggage uh, claims work a little bit differently at different airports, but they also work differently with the different airlines as well. So becoming familiar with one or two airline brands, if you will, and how those work, is a tremendous advantage for you in the relief of stress because then you begin to understand, okay, and so for example, my airline, American. Is it because I like American Airlines? No. Not especially. I don't really like any airline. And I've flown pretty much all of the major ones in the United States multiple times. The reason I like American, number one, is our big hub it is our, it, they, they have a big hub in Dallas, which is the big airport here in Texas. Even though Austin is the capital, Dallas is a huge city. DFW. DFW is the airport. So most of our flights, if not all, Hattie, involve connecting from here to Dallas and then Dallas out. There are very, very few direct flights from Austin to anywhere. There are some. But the other reason I like American Airlines is that you have, even though, even though it might be too expensive or even though you might not qualify for it, is that you can upgrade. You can also do nice things like, uh, you know, like the, the food that they have, which all, all airline food is pretty terrible, but they do have food that's like dietary conscious, if that's an issue for you. Mm -hmm. uh, the seats are universally pretty good and you get to know the airplanes that they have in service. So you get to know, oh, right, I've done this flight before or I've done this leg of this flight before. This flight's a 737. Okay, but if I do this other one, then it'll be an MD-80. And I know what the MD-80 is. And I know how my bag has to fit on the MD-80. So you get to actually know, like, what flights are in service. So this brings us to, to tip number two. When you're booking, you want to definitely consider things like the luggage. Okay, oh, gosh. I mean, we yeah, should I know. even be talking about packing in a minute. But you want to consider what kind of luggage is going to fit on that plane. and how, What kind of seat you're picking. Are you picking one of those seats that's, the regular uh, cattle seat, or are you picking one that has the little bit more room, the economy plus, as they might be called in some cases? Or do you have a lot of money? Can you go first class? Is it worth it? What flights is it worth it for? As you consider all of that, you go to a site called Seat Guru. Seat Guru is going to show you not just what the airline shows you when you're booking your, your tickets. It shows you the best stuff. It shows you exactly what the seats are if there's a warning or concern. Like, for example, Maybe uh, this one particular seat gets cold because it's near the exit row, or, or maybe it doesn't recline, or maybe or the, the seat window doesn't line up. The window so it's like a half up. window. Exactly. Yeah. All of these are potential little things that you could know. Maybe the uh, the the place where you put your bag up above your seat has the medical has the medical thing, thing in it, mm -hmm. or the uh, the control for the you know the the 
the video stuff that they have to run or whatever. Right. All of these things are shown to you by Seat Guru. So you're going to have Seat Guru open in one. You put the air, the, the flight that you're looking at in there. And then you can go and learn all kinds of things about the plane. You can see how often the flights are on time. All this stuff. Yeah. It's a great site. Free. So that's important to look at. And then finally, you, you, it comes time to, to buy. And there are people who have different theories. Well, you got to wait two weeks beforehand to get the best price. Or you got to do it a month. My general advice is the earlier you can book, the better. Yep. Different airlines have different policies for changing your flight. And what happens if you need to change your flight either at the last minute or in advance of it? And the way that it works with American is uh, you, you have to pay the difference in the cost of the flight plus I think it's about $100. Maybe it's even $200. I think it's a $100 change fee. $100 yeah. change fee. $100 per, per person, flight. Per flight. Per person per flight. Right. Correct. So if you have a, a, a flight that like you're going in on a Tuesday and you're connecting through DFW and then you're going to Chicago – and you say, well, I want to leave two hours later. That's two flights that you have to change. That's $200 right. plus whatever the difference in the cost of the flights are right. if they've increased. Right. And, uh, and, and. On and Southwest, I think it's just. Southwest uh, is easy. You just change it. Right. There's like, no okay. fee, nothing. You only pay the difference in the because cost you, of the flight. But you never really actually truly have a seat yet. Very which good point. Is the, you know, like you, it's a lot of trade-offs. Right. And, and what Hattie's talking about right there is that some airlines like Southwest, there's no assigned seating. Mm -hmm. You always want to get an assigned seat. Uh, you always want to pick your seat. Don't wait till later. Always pick your seat. And yeah. then that way it's, it's peace of mind because a lot of flights oversell them. A lot of people don't show. Okay. So let's, let's skip the packing part for a second and yeah, just, let's, let's just last. talk about, talk about, uh, the one thing I will say about packing is unless you're going for an extended period of time. And when I mean extended, I'm talking a 14 day trip or something. I'm talking mo Longer more than, than two a week, weeks. more, yeah. at least more than one week, if not up to two weeks, okay. but more than seven days. Never, ever, ever check a bag. Never check a bag. Now the, I, I hear the women in the audience saying, easy for you to say, man, who doesn't right. need to bring... You bring a backpack. Right. But I agree. I have... I do not check my bag. Now, what, I'm I will, able to... When we get into the packing, Hattie, I would love to hear your perspective on this because not only are you a woman, but you are a woman who... Uh, <laughs> Brings too much stuff all well, the you, time. You... I, I would <laughs> say you are... And I don't mean this... This could be interpreted in a negative way. I don't mean it that way. You are appearance conscious. No, 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 I am. That yes. is to say you, you, you like to look your best. Well, also, I'm not just packing one pair of jeans to just wear the whole time. That's not. Right. That's what I wish I, I and I should I'll say for that. those who, who have not met Hattie, she is. I have fun with fashion. She is a, a she has <laughs> no. a style and a fashion. She is a fashionable person. Thank you. And what that means is I've, I've, as I've seen lots of changes of outfits. Well, we go to a lot of different Many events. different pairs of heels get brought. Don't know what Bo kind of place you're going to be walking booties, in. Booties, pumps, boots. Yeah, I have problems. All of those. Because then you need like little flats that you can like run down the hallway to get ice for the, from the <laughs> ice machine. But you don't want to like put boots on. You know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So you got all of that. Yeah. I bring too much. I'm stating it now. now I, I, I am. I, I kind of am more of a minimalist. But we will get to that. But in the meantime, you're still booking your flight. Book your flight. And I highly recommend that you guys use a travel card. 
or a card that gives you travel points. Because unlike the airlines where it's almost impossible to like do anything with those points, really, until you really get up there, getting a travel card is a wonderful, wonderful idea. And yep. there, there are two that I like. The first one is not a travel-specific card at all. But if you run a business, I highly recommend the American Express Business Platinum Card if you qualify for it. Most people one do. One of the business cards. They have yeah. the business gold. They have a gold and the, and the yeah. platinum is, is the top one. But get into one of those. It's a great card. It does cost some money each year. But usually with the perks and things that they get you back, like one of the things that they do is they'll give you $200 toward an airline where you can get credit toward that airline whether that's for something like a baggage check or for other things, but it's like a $200 airline credit. It'll also get you access to some of these different lounges around Lots the country. Lots of lounges, yep. Which is nice if you have a longer layover and you, you don't want to be out, you know, just like sort of wandering around. These are nice places where you can go and, and kind of work or get some peace and quiet. If you want a travel-specific card, uh, in addition to, to that one, I really like the Barclay card, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y Barclay card. The Arrival Plus is the name of it. And uh, those things are great because you definitely get a lot of points with that. Oh, yeah. And those points can become hotel stays. So you can book your hotel and you know what? You might be staying for three or four nights. You might get one, two nights free on that. There was one trip in particular where I, I remember getting like the whole three nights on the, at the hotel through points. It was free. It was great. So uh, you eventually and, and the idea with these is just use those cards, but use them for everything. Get gas with them. Sometimes it yeah. give you like triple points. Just use that as your main card. If you don't have a credit card that's working for you, that's a whole other show. You need to get a card. Don't just, well, I've got a Citibank Visa. What's it do for you? Citibank Visa. No, you got to get, you got to <laughs> do better than that. You got to get a travel card or a card that's giving you points or do what, you know, speaking of fashion, do what Hattie does and get like a, what is it, J. Crew or a Banana Republic card? Banana or, card, yeah. You know, go get one of those and you get, you get like major discounts on clothes and stuff like that. But whatever it is, get a card that works for you. I like the travel cards because you just use them and then you forget about it. You know what? You're going to have to go and buy that iPad Pro, right? Or you're going to have to buy that new MacBook or whatever. Put that on the card. Even if you can afford to pay it all off, put it on the card, pay it off right away. Yeah. Just and get earn those, those points because that could be a, you know, a hotel night stay. Right. I remember I bought my new couch and I was like, oh, well, I can pay for it up front. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it on my banana card. And I got like $500 worth of clothes for free, free. because I had racked up so many points with mm -hmm. that big of a purchase it's on crazy. my card. Just take advantage of that stuff. And then, so I saved that much money on clothes, which I was going to have to buy anyway. Right. So that's, that's what I do. It's the best card ever. Super smart. So now that you go and you book your flight, after you book it, make sure one thing, common, common traveler mistake. Think carefully. If you have a layover, think carefully about your layover. Think carefully about. You won't do anything less than. Me? Yes. What do you recommend? I'm trying to make a good list that's like Dan's list. I mean, anything under an hour scares, scares the bejesus out of me. Scares the bejesus out of me. And we're not talking about to you businessmen that are like, I literally step off a plane, get on the next plane. Not that. We're talking about like a person that's traveling. Yeah, because I think there's, if, if you're like, if you're a single guy, in your 20s. You don't have any bag with you. You just sit down on the plane with your ticket and your yeah, phone. Yeah. If that's you, <laughs> then you can do under an hour of a layover. I'm talking about a regular human being. It's like, who, I want to eat. Right. 
So here's what you need to do. You need, and you know, there, there is no rule of thumb as far as like earlier flights in the day are better. It's not that they're better. And what people mean when they say that is those flights have less of a chance of being delayed than the flights that go out later in the day. Why? Well, the domino effect, right? If one flight gets delayed, then that might delay other flights by a little, which then delays other flights by a little and on and on and on. We have suffered the domino effect. Yes. Unfortunately, a, we were the first plane that was delayed. Right. <laughs> and, and that can happen too. My rule of thumb is never get the first flight out. Yeah. And never get the last flight out. And if you're lucky enough to be one of those people who like, who can sleep anywhere, sleep on a plane, sleep in class, fall asleep on the sofa, sleep in your chair. If you're one of those people, Do look, the red look eye. into red <laughs> eyes because they're very affordable. I am not one of those people. And the airport's less busy and you don't have to worry about traffic. Yeah. You know, like if you're one of those people that can deal with that, then that's do that. But once you book that flight, make sure you've got enough time for a layover. Plane food sucks. You cannot eat on a plane. Don't rely on it. You're going to have to eat on your connecting flight. You will eat on your connecting flight in, 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 in between flights. So pick your airport carefully. If you have a choice to fly through the big airport, you're going to say, oh, that one's a busy airport. I don't want to fly through that. No, you do because it's going to have the best food. And if you're going to have to spend two and a half, three hours somewhere, you want to do it in a place that's going to have a good sports bar. Or that's going to have a nice bar period for you to get a nice drink in. Or that's going to have a restaurant that's going to have decent food. And people do shop in the, re in, in the airport. They do shop. I'm not saying I, I would do that. But that's a good place to get a magazine and snacks, things like that. So just think about that. Be conscious of where are you going to spend that time. And if all you have is that one bag, which we'll get to in a minute. If all you have is that one bag, it's easy to get around an airport. Also, I will say, super easy. If you get off a plane and you ha you know you have an hour layover, first thing you do, go to your gate. That's right. the first thing. Great Just advice. Just go, check it out, get a lay of the land, right. and then you can be like, okay, I know where it is. I'm not going to be frantically trying to find it in a weird hallway. Now I can go venture off and find food. Good tip. A little, a little premature for that tip because I still want to talk about the planning stuff. Well, you're talking about gates, so. I did talk about gates. Before you go on your trip, obviously we'll talk about packing later, but before you go on that trip, I want you to go and get the app for the airline. American has, I think, the best app out there. I've tried most of them. I have not tried all of them. But it is a great app. It gives you alerts. It lets Gate you do changes. your boarding pass and send your boarding pass to, to Apple Wallet. Yep, shows you gate changes with notifications. Shows you the flights being tracked. Has a good connection for the Apple Watch. You can even put your boarding pass on your Apple Watch and your phone so you don't have to print it. Find the app, get it, get ready for it. Get it on there. Have it, have the, have it start sending you those alerts the night before the morning of, so you know what gate you're going to be at. You know everything. Eliminate that stress. You know everything that you need to know now. Everything that you need to know is right there on your phone, on your watch. I still am old-fashioned. I will still print the boarding passes. 
I'll do that every single time, even though it's on my phone and I never want to use the paper one. But typically what I'll do is I'll go in. If you can check in, usually you can check in 24 hours before the flight. I'll check in 24 hours before the flight or as close to it as I can. Some airlines give you benefits the earlier that you check on, check in. I'm not even going to talk about Southwest and the cockamamie way that they work and check you on. And you know what I hear all the time, Hattie? What? Southwest is great. What's your problem? Southwest is great. You know who says that? People who never fly. Right. People who only fly once a year or once every two years or once every five years. They love Southwest because people are nice. It's funny. It's easy to it's do. It's cheap. It's cheap. You get there. It's fine. All 737s in the sky. All the same planes. There's a problem with one plane. You just wheel another one out. You're good to go. <laughs> people who never fly love Southwest. Southwest is essentially you're getting on a bus and it's, get, it's getting you there. And that's fine. You know what? You're getting from point A to point B. It's fine. Their website experience is piss poor. The app is not good. And the experience overall is not good. You got to line up like cattle. You line up like cattle in a section. You got to rush to try and get on a seat. Hopefully it's, you can get on the seat with the pr- people that you're traveling with. It's a nightmare. But I print that boarding pass before I go and I get, I get it on my phone and watch. It's overkill. But again, it eliminates stress. It takes five seconds. It's done. Then I take that printed boarding pass. And now I'm actually, I think we can jump ahead past the packing part, but we can jump ahead to the lineup. When you get in line, you arrive at the airport. When to arrive at the airport and line yes, up. Yes, and time, times and how early you like to get to the airport and things like that. Squarespace. It's the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you. And your ideas. And you know, I was just telling you, you can go register a domain name at hover.com yep. and click a little button and it'll like, oh, boom, now you're, it's ready for you to host your stuff at Squarespace. It's pretty cool. Well, guess what? If you're signing up for Squarespace for a year, it'll make it with my code, it'll make it only eight bucks a month and you get a free domain name and behind the scenes, that's with Hover. Got it. They like have a secret deal. Squarespace.com slash quit. And the code to use, the offer code to use is QUIT to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. But what I love about Squarespace is it's pretty much lets you do everything that you've ever wanted to do when it comes to making a website. You can get make these beautiful landing pages. You can make blogs. You can host a podcast. You can put your music out there. You can sell stuff. And they have so many templates for you to choose from. They're all gorgeous. And you can completely customize them. You spend 15, 20 minutes messing around with the template just by moving these little sliders, clicking little buttons. It's not like coding or anything. It's just fun. Two people could start with the same template. 15 minutes later, the sites are completely different. One is a restaurant site. The other one's a software blog. That's because that's how configurable and customizable these things are. It's amazing. The work that the people behind this put into it, it's unbelievable. Great support. No credit card required. Go check it out. Squarespace.com slash quit. Offer code quit to get 10% off your first purchase. People, just go to that URL and sign up. Try it out. Just go. So when I have that call with Derek over there, he's not all like, well, I don't know if we're going to renew quit or not because your listeners aren't that engaged. (laughs) 
Do you want him to think you're not engaged? When you go home tonight and you tell your husband or your wife or your kids, how was your day today, mom, dad? You're going to have to look them in the eye and say, I'm not an engaged listener. I don't care about the people who host the shows that I listen to. I want my stuff for free. I don't care about Dan Benjamin and his family. I don't care about Hattie Cook. I don't care. That's what you need to tell your kids. Or you can just go to squarespace.com slash quit. Check it out. Now, I like to get to the airport a little bit early, but not too early. A lot of the time, they will tell you, get there one hour before domestic flights, two hours before international flights. I like to try to be at the airport if I'm parking and riding that stupid little shuttle. I like to try to be there about 90 minutes before my flight departs. So if I have a flight that's leaving at 10 a.m., which is a great time to leave, then I want to be, you know, getting off the interstate at 8.30. And I want to point out what what you just said. Go ahead, caller. From when your flight departs, I feel like many people will be like, oh, my flight's at 9. I need to be there by... My flight leaves at night. I need to be there before nine. Right. Well, no, you, they board right early. Like, take all of that into consideration. Don't just look at your ticket and be like, "That's when I need to be there." Right. And no. be careful because on your ticket it will have both those numbers: right. boarding time and departure time. Pay, so pay attention. Pay very close attention. Boarding time is usually, depending on the airline, twenty to thirty minutes before the flight is scheduled to leave. And they will usually board you at the right time. Yes. They're pretty good about that. And when the doors close, they close. Have you ever missed a flight? Dan? Yes, once. Once in my life. I have not. And I was literally, my wife and I were running <laughs> across the airport from one gate to another gate in the same airline. And we watched them closing the doors. No. <laughs> and ran because our previous flight had been delayed for a variety of reasons and, and your... then we watched them close it and we said can you just let us in and 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 the lady was like we've closed the door we cannot open them again right it's like a rule and what can you do i have run i have run from a flight to another flight that was very 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 nerve-wracking mm-hmm. and i'll never do it again yeah i've been paged in an airport once when i was late and running and heard my <laughs> really? name over the intercom while i was running <laughs> but this was before i learned all my lessons yeah. I don't do that now. I don't play that game now. You got to go to the airport and get there. So if it's if your flight's leaving at 10, then you know it's boarding at 940. And I'm there at 830. 830, right. Because it'll take you 10 minutes to park and get all your crap out of the back of your car. Then you're going to stand there uh, like a putz waiting for the little shuttle load. And they got to drive you over to your... Anyone at Delta? Delta? Anyone at Delta? Me. Anyone at uh, Southwest? Southwest? And that goes on for 10 minutes as they figure out where the stops are that they need to make. <laughs> Finally, you get out. By the time that you've parked and gotten up to the airport, it's 8.50. It's close to 9. Now you've got to get through security. And you get some decisions to make at security, boy, I'll tell you what. Unless you were really smart and did the TSA pre-check. How do you put that down? Do TSA pre. Already written down. All right. TSA pre is this interesting thing. It's an expedited 
Security Screening Program. Basically, what you do is you give the TSA all of the information about you, who you are, where you've been. They fingerprint you. They do, I don't know if they do background checks. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You give them everything about you. And then if you're eligible, and pretty much most people are eligible, I'm sure some people don't get it, but you get what they call expedited security screening. So there's that, it's the short line. You've probably seen it marked TSA pre. So instead of going around the, the cattle, uh, the, the cattle path, the labyrinth, <laughs> you get in one straight line and you walk right down it. You and shoot then you, in. Then, then you get to go to the next person. And also, uh, typically, you do not have to do the body scan. Now, there's, I was just reading some things about the way they're changing the rules and people can, they can now require you to do a body scan. Why wouldn't you want to do a body scan? Various reasons. People like me who wear our little uh, tinfoil hats, we're paranoid that it's going to give us the cancer. Yes. Also, for people like my mother who has a pacemaker. Pacemaker? Can't go in the thing. Mm. Oh, it's just this. Doesn't matter. I have a heart. Has problems. Not going in your thing. (laughs) (laughs) So what they do is they do a pat down. And there's a lot of people who don't care. Government said it was fine. Well, maybe it's fine. That's your choice. But if you're like me and you don't want to do it, you're going to have to do the quick pat down. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. But it does add another five or 10 minutes on getting through the thing. But if you do TSA pre at a lot of airports, you don't have to go through any of that. You do walk through the metal detector, but they don't have to do a pat down. You can go right through it. It saves a lot of time. It does cost money. But there are 150 airports with 12 participating uh, airlines. You don't have to remove your shoes. You don't have to take your laptop out. You don't have to worry about the liquids going through. You don't have to take your belt off. You can even wear your light jacket through it in exchange for paying them money and giving them all kinds of private data and letting them run their background checks. But it's worth it if you travel a lot, I think. Or if you always choose to do the pat down, yes, it will save time because it's like, well, over time I'm going to be stopping every single time, so I might as well just And go you know what I this. always say, Hattie? Time is money. Time is money. And time is also stress. Yes. So now you've gotten through the TSA check and you're in the airport. And if you were, if you timed things right, it took you 10 to 15 minutes to get through security because you picked a flight that was not at a crazy busy time. Sometime around 10 a.m. is when you want to leave. And you got there at 830 and you were to the airport around 845, 850. And now it's about nine. And you know that you've got 30 to 40 minutes now to relax. What do you do? Are you hungry? Probably. Probably a good time to go get a snack. You or can go and buy about, some snacks. I like to pack snacks. We'll talk about packing. You can go get some magazines. Or think about when you're going to eat next. Like, right. oh, I'm not hungry right now. Well, you might not eat again and it might be, you know, 10 a.m. You're not going to eat again until 8.30 when your next plane gets in. How long so, is your flight, right? Is it a two-hour right. flight, a one-hour flight? Is it a connecting flight? How long is your layover? Is there a meeting when you get off the flight? Do you have to get into a cab and go right to a presentation? Great, great point. Other point I have. Yeah. Even if you don't have to go, go use the restroom. Like you might have a poopy time? No, just go. Operation Dumbo Drop. Execute. No, no. Just go. Even if you're like, no, I don't really have to go. 
trust me, you're going to be standing in a line somewhere within the airport and you'll be like, oh, I have to go so bad. Just go. If you've got the time, go. Mm -hmm. This is a good time to get yourself cleared out. Go get yourself some coffee. Have a snack. You know, walk around, pick out some magazines. There's always got great magazines. If you're a nervous flyer, maybe now's the time where you want to go get that glass of wine or whatever you like to do. But now you've got the time. You're relaxed. But do what Hattie said. Go to the gate and check it out. Get a lay of the land. Who are you going to be flying with? Is, is the flight packed? Are people all looking surly and angry in there? Are they sitting in there? Know, know what kind of armor you're going to need to put on in about 30 minutes when it's time to board that plane. So going in, and you know what? Maybe you're stressed out from the morning. Maybe you had to still get your kids to school, and then you had to go to the airport like I always do. And to get picked up or pick someone up or go put your car in the stupid garage or whatever. Now is your time to just relax. You know what? People who have uh, back issues or tight muscles or things, now maybe you want to do some brisk walking around. Just get the blood pumping, you know? Do some stretch. I've seen people do stretches and stuff in the airport. Why not? Who cares? That place is a zoo anyway. Do what you need to do. What's the, air, what's the airport, Hattie, that has a yoga room in it? Uh, is that San Francisco? I feel like it was the LA, the LA? Santa Monica, or the LA, LAX, LAX, I mean. Yes, the yoga it was that room. one. They would have that. I have a yoga room. You just do yoga in there, meditate. Or stretch, do whatever you need to do. Now, boarding the plane. I don't know if I want to talk about this trick or not. I'm going to, you know what? This will be the most valuable show ever if I say this. I could end the show after this. You, should I say it? Should I explain? Our, our tip? Yes. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll think about it a little bit later. I don't know. Well, this is the right time to say it. I know. Okay. All right. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't this know. is a good tip. <laughs> it's the best tip because it's actually a real cheat. I hate I hate it because on the one hand it's I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud that I'm I do this. I'm not proud either. But I'm also And I don't I don't always do it. Did I teach it to you? <laughs> no, I taught it to you. You were trying to cover me there and make me feel better, but no. No. I, I, I was trying to take credit for the brilliance. <laughs> <sighs> I know, I don't know. Let me just really quick tell you about Linode. So many great hosting options are out there right now. There's only one place that I know of where you can really dive in and do things your way. And that's Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E, L-I-N-O-D-E, Linode.com. But they actually made a special URL for supporters of the show, promo.linode.com slash five by five. And they have a special promo code to use, which I'll tell you about in a second. But Linode is great because they do VPS stuff, virtual private servers. And what's beautiful about this is, let's say you're a developer, you want to deploy your code, or you want to get in there and do some shell stuff, or you want to set up your whole system just the way you want it, compile your own stuff, make it work the way you want it to work, host your files the way you want to host them. You can get a server running in under a minute. And the brilliant part of it is, you can customize this server, make it work exactly the way that you want it to work. You want more RAM, you want more disk space. They got these fast SSD drives because, I mean, it's, it's your hardware at that point. You resize that virtual server, you make it as beefy or as wimpy as you want. 
based on what you're doing. You can get these things up and running, like I said, in under a minute. Hourly billing, so you're only paying for what you use. And they've got everything, node balancers, long view, backups, you name it. It's genius the way they have this set up. Plans start at 10 bucks a month. We've got eight data centers. Run, do anything you want. Host your own stuff, compile your own web server, your Rails developer, Python developer, PHP developer. Super easy to deploy. They've got tons and tons of articles in their knowledge base. It's unbelievable. I even have a, my private Git server up there now. GitHub's starting to charge me. Oh, you want another private repository? Oh, well. Screw that. Get my own Git, GitHub server, my own server up there. 10 bucks a month. And you're going to get $10 credit on a new account. That could spell a whole free month for you if you use the promo code 5x5. So go check it out. Promo.lino.com slash 5x5. Thanks very much, Lino, for supporting the show. All right, here's the trick. You're going to tell him? I'm going to tell him. But first, I got to explain what's going on. When you, when you go to board a plane, most decent airlines, not Southwest, <laughs> you are called to board in an order. And there is a very specific order. The first. Do you remember it? I believe the first is anyone who needs special assistance. Okay. This is um, the boarding process. Wheelchairs, uh, people with medical um, issues. Things like that. That's first. Next. Now, I, I will ask you a question. What? Uh, do you, what about um, parents with a child in a stroller? Yes. Okay. So here's the, here's then the order. It's, then it's the service people in the sense First class of like, uniformed U.S. military. Yes. Those, those are two, the two groups. First class, business class, uniformed U.S. military. So then, then those folks go in. Then there's uh, Advantage Executive Platinum, Advantage Platinum, One World, Emerald, and Sapphire. These are those... One World Alliance. Yeah, yes. <laughs> these are the people who fly so much that they have that upper echelon travel thing, the points that I was talking about before. There's... You will. And They're traveling every week. If you mel- notice, multiple times a week. If you notice, there will not. There very often there will not very meet very many people that come not up when they all. call that. That'll be like ten to fifteen one, people. Okay, or ten. You're gonna say one. I was saying like three. I've only ever seen like maybe three people go up oh, there. There's a lot of people in there. More than one. Yeah. But they, these are the people who are hardcore. And if you, if you want to lo- lo- understand them, they're going to look bored. They're going to look relaxed. They'll probably be multitasking. Yeah, they might have their phone out. Or they might just be sitting there, they're reading a newspaper, they're doing a crossword. This is part of their commute. This is nothing to them. This is, this is you merging onto the highway in the afternoon. Right. You do this <laughs> every day. It's not fun. It's not interesting. You've got to pay attention, but yeah. Then, Advantage Gold, One World Ruby. And this is where you strike. Because after Advantage Gold, One World Ruby, that's when they start calling the peon class, which is us. <laughs> and peon class is uh, what, what they call group one. And there's group two, group three. 
and the lowest of the low, group four. You don't want to be group four. But I'll tell you what. It might say group one on your boarding pass. What does that mean? That means you bought the ticket online on the, uh, the, the, the website for the airline. And you did the boarding pass online yourself. And maybe even you booked one of their like upgraded seats. Not first class, but the ones that are like more room. More like room. Economy plus, choice essential, choice plus, one of those. I highly recommend those seats, by the way, because it, anything less, the, you just don't get the room. And what are they, $25 extra sometimes? It, they can be anything from about 20 to up to 50 for the more expensive. Yeah. I don't recommend those. There's two levels. Go for the first level if you're going to do it. But this is where you want to do it. Right after they do Advantage Gold One World Ruby, and every airline has the name of it, that's when they're going to start calling the peon class. But right after that, here's what you do. You get on then. Why? Why would you want to get on early? Why would you want to get on out of order? Why What's would you want to do you? that? It's cheating. You're cutting in line, right? Yes, you are cutting in line. But the goal here is to eliminate I, I, a little I bit of care. stress. I don't care. I have no shame. I'm already group one. So what I'm doing is I'm basically just getting in line. I'm getting out of everyone else's way. I'm getting out of their way. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is why other passengers will thank you. They'll yeah. pat you on the back. And you know what? If you've got an empty cup sitting on your tray table, as they walk by, they're going to put some coins in it. They're going to be so thankful. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because you are the most efficient traveler out there. Because you are going to do something that none of them can do. Why? Here's what you're doing. You already know your seat number. You don't have to look at anything. Your boarding pass. You don't have to yell around. You don't have to look at it. You know exactly where you're going. You know Which side if you're of the in an aisle seat. You know if you're in the middle seat. Or you know if you're in the window seat. You know, like Hattie says, which side of the plane you're on. You don't even have to do anything. You're going to go right there. And because the way you packed, which is coming up, because the way you packed, you've got one bag. And you're going to put it right up into the and top And you know thing, how it goes in. And you're going to sit. Out. Right. And you're going to put it up there. And you're going to sit down. And you're out of everybody's way. Or is it wheels first? No, it wheels out. Always wheels out. We'll get to that. And you're going to be the hero because you're down that aisle and you're sitting in your seat and you're out of the way and people are going to thank you for it. It may sound like you're doing yourself a favor by getting on early. You're doing them a favor because then guess what? Mr. Strong, I work out guy, Miss Yoga Pants, you can go and you can help the older couple who can't quite seem to find their seats and who are having trouble putting their light. Now yep. you're unencumbered unencumbered and ready to help them. Your stuff's put away. You might as well be on the payroll for the airline <laughs> as a as a flight assistant Uh huh. because you're doing their work. You're making it easier for everybody else. You couldn't do that if you weren't on the plane already. Also, just saying, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. No, you that's gotta... the wrong attitude. No. Then it sounds like we're doing something cheating. No. You got to take care of yourself. Here's what you do. <laughs> this is what you do. I remember how I said you have your boarding pass on your phone or even better on your Apple Watch. Okay. I'm also going to tell them the paper one too. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That's the that was our uh That worked until one. we until we got the better with the phone. Yeah. But basically what you do is 
it works even better with with that with, with the watch because the yeah. watch does on um, is it just shows now boarding passes they've got it down to a QR code so yeah. it'll just display the QR code on the face of your watch That's you it. walk up there hold out your wrist boom and you're through and there's no checking there's no checking well wait a minute mister you're not advantage gold one world ruby you're priority <laughs> one boarding you need to stand over in the penalty now, box for five the, minutes we've been in the penalty we box. have got sent to the penalty box <laughs> once but that was because we were using the paper but out of all of our flights only Just once one. That we've done this. They made us stay in a corral. It was a penalty box, like in hockey. It was sad. So here's here's what here's what you do. You get on your phone, you get on the thing, and you, you walk up there. People are gonna be so excited and impressed, the the uh the, the people at the gate that you have this on your watch, even though they might have seen and it you a distract few times. Them. It's distracted like, hey, I'm James Bond, right? Dude, see you later, peace. See, and, and by the time they're there. like, I should buy one of those, then you then you're gone. You're, you're already gone. gone. You're already They didn't one. have time yeah. to see that you're priority one or priority, God forbid, try priority two and not advantage gold one world ruby. Sapphire. So you're on there. Or then, but paper. then I feel like if you do this, it's your obligation now to instantaneously run, run, get down <laughs> there, get on there as quick as possible. And then if somebody needs help, it's your obligation to help them. I agree. You have to be efficient. You can't be like, oh, I got in. Now I'm just going to take my time. Right. No. That is your promise to them that you are going to be on the payroll. On, yes. Doing your part. Also, right. okay, for paper, mm. I've printed my paper boarding passes, mm-hmm. which I like to do always, even if I have it on my watch. You never know what's going to happen. Fold the, so if you print it out on your regular, uh, I almost said legal size paper, <laughs> just your regular sheet of paper. Fold it in half, hamburger style, as they call it. Then, Fold your paper and the the scanning code will be on the far right side of your half sheet of paper now. Fold it then hot dog. Well, I guess now it would be hamburger again. Uh, So now your paper has two folds in it. Put the, uh, the scan code part on the top and on the bottom is where it says your seat and boarding number. And if you just hand it to them folded as if it had been, oh, I don't know, folded up in your bag or something, they will usually, usually not unfold it. They will just scan it because they're like, nah, here it is. What you're describing sounds a lot like cheating. Yeah. But as long as you're helping people, I think it's okay. I think as long as you are going to be efficient and you're not going to put your bag in sideways. All right. So let, now let's talk about that. that. Let's talk about that. Okay. And, and then we'll do the packing thing. And then we'll be done. I have a couple of things too, but I, right. I can just list those at the end. Those are easy. I'm sure I forgot a lot. I'm sure we'll be revisiting this. All the thing mistakes. I'm not going to put one of the travel tips as our idea. That's a see. You have to listen to the show yes, to get that. That's fine. But here's here's the thing. You've got your bag, and I'll tell you what bag to get. When you get on the airplane, you're going to want to put the bag up. Above the seat. Now, depending on the plane, and you checked it because of Seat Guru. And you know that because the flight is really full, they're not going to take your bags at the gate and put a tag on them and then take them outside and put them in the belly of you the plane anyway. You do not want that. That's the Even worst. though it's a you, carry-on. You do not want that. That happens usually small, small planes and usually um, wintertime flights. Right. Or if you're boarding at the end and you are in like a group three or four 
and you're boarding at the very end. And like people had a bunch of carry-ons. And people are not listening to the show and they don't know how to load the carry-ons correctly. Like Hattie <laughs> just said, you always want to put your carry-on in front to back. But sometimes you can't. Which which planes is it that you also, can't do that? Also, there's different sides of the plane. You have to put them right, in. Right. Because on some planes like the MD-80s and other ones, the luggage area above uh, above you is actually a little bit shorter uh, yes. because the plane is, is more narrow and there's only two seats on one side and three on the other. Right. And so sometimes you need to be aware that in some extreme cases, you, you might have to put, have it, to put sideways, it sideways. But don't put it on the other side. No one says that your bag has to be directly over your seat. And in fact, think about it. I advise putting it on the other side of possible because anyway. Because you stand up. You're facing it. It's easier to bring you out. You can always keep an eye on it too. Nobody can mess with it. If you're staring at it. <laughs> right. So here's what you want to do. You want to put it in so that the handle, if you got a good bag, and you will, because I'll tell you the one to get, uh, it'll be in the show notes, that the bag that you get, you're going to push in so the wheels are facing out so that when you pull it out, it's just a straight out and down motion that puts you into the, the rolling situation. You and don't have to do any put weird it flipping. Behind you, never put your bag in front of you in the aisle, and then you have to step over it and then turn it around and then pull it. Right. It's always easier to pull a bag than to push a bag. If you have a four-wheel spinner bag, it's that, a little yes. bit easier to put in front of you, but I still recommend putting it behind. Now, I noticed that we're not going to have time, Hattie. We're not even going to have any time to talk about actually when you're there on the trip and traveling in all the hotels. Yeah, no, stuff. that's maybe part two. Or even rental car stuff. We'll oh do that in the gosh. second episode. We're still just talking about getting you there. But here's, here's the thing. Once you're on that plane, if you planned everything right, you're not going to be too hungry. You're going to have a magazine to read. You've got your iPad to read. You've got all of that stuff is ready Make to go. Make sure that's in the carry-on part that's underneath your seat, not up there. You should never have to go up and get into your bag. Oh, ever. there's nothing in that bag that you ever need. Ever. Anything. Is. So now let's talk about packing so we can explain that. And then we'll be all done. Thank you very much to Linda. L-Y-N-D-A, Linda, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills for a free 10-day trial where you get access to all of those videos on every single topic you could ever imagine. It's over at lynda.com slash quit. L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash quit. Just visiting that URL supports this show, and it will also teach you something pretty amazing because you're going to watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. Stream thousands of video courses on demand, and you learn at your own pace. Courses are designed so you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. And every course has a transcript, so you can read the transcript, find that point you want to get to, watch it. It's so good. So good. Download stuff and access it on your iOS device or Android device. You can even make playlists for yourself and share them with your friends. They've thought of everything. Unlimited access for a low, flat rate. Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash quit. Go sign up for your free 10-day trial today. Packing. Let's talk about packing. There are so many different methods to pack. And I'm, I'm going to tell you about the one that I like. I'm not saying it's the best one. I think it's the best one. I'm saying you may find something better. But here's the deal with packing. 5x5.tv slash quit slash 82 to see the link to the suitcase that I or the carry-on bag that I recommend and all the packing stuff that I recommend, everything I recommend is going to be there. But I'll tell you what, having the right bag is what's going to make it possible for you 
to only have your carry on and not have to check anything for like a week. And putting stuff in the bag the right way is the other piece that's going to let you travel light. So what does this mean? It means if you have to change flights at the last minute, a flight gets canceled, your bag, your bag can't be lost. It's with you. It's in the thing right up there. And if you do check your bag, I will say this. Mm. Never, ever, 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 never, ever mm. pack anything that you're not willing to <laughs> never see again right. in that bag. No jewelry, no wedding rings, nothing. Put it in your carry-on and keep it on your person at all times. Right. If you're for some reason forced to check a bag, you are going on that longer trip. You are doing something that there's simply no choice but to check then you still can, in your carry-on, in the carry-on bag that you're bringing on, you're going to have a change of underwear right. and some emergent, like a, like I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't worry about shampoo and that stuff. It's always right, there no. at the hotel. But like maybe a toothbrush and some toothpaste or maybe and a like change of underwear and some socks. Special things that you need, like if you have yeah, a pills. retainer or medicine, things that you're like, I wouldn't be able to just, I'm not going into the wilderness. I'm right. going to like Seattle. Okay. Well, they have stores in Seattle. My mom would always say that. Like they have stores where you're going. You don't need to bring Advil. You can probably buy some there, you know, if you really need it, whatever. But I agree with you, Dan. So you go and you have this one bag. I recommend the, uh, the, the, the company that I like for these bags is Travel Pro. There are other four-wheel spinners. Lots of companies make them. My favorite is the Travel Pro. I like it because ostensibly it was made by uh, pilots and airline workers who travel a lot and know what we need. But whether that's true or still relevant, I'm not sure. But what I will say is that these things are made very well. They're lightweight. They're affordable. And what is a four-wheel spinner? You ever seen somebody walking through the airport and they're, they're not pulling the bag behind them. They're just sort of walking and it's next to them. Kind like of rolling a, next to like them. Like R2-D2 going with C-3PO. Yeah. That is a four-wheel spinner. It means all four wheels are spinning and they can go in any direction. What's really nice about this is if you want, you can walk with it behind you. No problem. But you can also walk with it next to you or walk with it in front of you. And you can do that with the most minimal amount of effort. It's really, really nice when you are in that line waiting to get into security to be able to maneuver a bag very easily in front of you or down the narrow aisle between the seats of the airline and of the, of the airplane. Wonderful to have this bag that you just move around any way that you want. Carrying a bag behind you, if you think about this, it's not a very good, uh, not a very good position for the human being's arm. Your arm is pulled back behind you. It can strain. Don't laugh at this because it really. It's a real thing. It can really mess you up. It can cause lower back issues. It can cause shoulder problems. Uh, guess what? Your flight, they just changed the gate. You now have to run across the airport and you got to pull this heavy suitcase this heavy carry-on that now doesn't just have the stuff you brought, but all the stuff you bought while you were there in it. Now you got to run with this thing all the way across the airport. That's no fun. You have one of these things that'll spin next to you. It's great. Trust me. And even if you have a suitcase, go look at that thing, that piece of crap that you have for that one time that you traveled. You keep 
schlepping this thing around. This thing is slowing you down. It's making it harder for you. It's adding stress to your life. It doesn't fit up there. Now, there are these rules about how big a carry-on can be. 21 inches, 22 inches are the two main sizes. I always go for the 21. What I found is that the interior of the 21 versus the 22 isn't that significant. I go with just the 21. And he has a 22. She needs every single square inch. If it expands, it's better. Most of them do expand. And when they expand, the point isn't to expand the bag and leave it like that. The point is to expand it, put your stuff in it, and then zip it closed and then lay on top of it right. and zip it closed so that it, it compresses. compresses it. Right. It's a compression. It's not an expansion. Right. It expands for you to so close it and then it. so you can compress it down. So you get that bag. That's step number one. That bag is going to change your life. Mark my words. If you take nothing else away from this, just the bag that you get, that's enough. Number one. Number two is the actual packing of the stuff in the bag. Now, the last time that we were in the airport in anticipation of doing this show in the back of my mind, I revealed as I have done in the past with great pride, I revealed had to Hattie the way that I pack. It's the best. I open the, suit, I open the suitcase carry-on, and I say, what do you think of that? Better than last time. And Hattie will not open her bag. Because if you could imagine, if you could imagine, first of all, just imagine a, a woman's closet, and then imagine a woman's uh, set of drawers, not, not, Pants, drawers, not, not, not your drawers, <laughs> but drawers. Am I saying that wrong? Chest, chest of drawers. Drawers. And then about 20 pairs of high heel shoes. No. And just imagine no, going done, into I've the closet. Well. Go into the closet and use both of your arms to just grab, like if you're giving the clothing that's hanging in your closet a big hug, just grab it with both arms like a bear hug, pull that stuff down, put that in the suitcase. No, I pack pretty good. Empty the drawers on top of it and throw the shoes in. (laughs) That's how Hattie packs. Nuh-uh. Every time we go through security, security people used to have, well, this is how you used to pack. Every time people going through security, they would say, oh, ma'am, you've got to open that up. We've got to find your your toiletries. Your toiletries. Be quiet about my toiletries. So now Hattie has learned, and she's doing a lot better, but here's the secret. I have one word for you. One word. That will change your game. Packing cubes. Agreed. I highly recommend that you use packing cubes. I like the ones that are made by Eagle Creek. I'll put the links in the show notes at 5x5.tv slash quit slash 82. I like theirs best. They have lots of different sizes. And I'll tell you what the deal is with these packing cubes. They're not actually cubes. They are in a variety of shapes and sizes. But the whole category of things is just called a packing cube. Now, the ones that Eagle Creek makes are called pack it cubes. But they have like sets of these things you can buy. And I'll put some links to Eagle Creek. I'll also put some affiliate links to Amazon in case you want to use our affiliate link. We'll make a few cents from it. But... They come in different sizes. They have like sets of them where you can buy them or you can just buy them uh, on your own. 
And what's neat about these things is if you understand the rolling and or folding technique, a lot of people will say, roll your clothes. That's the secret. Rolling, 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 rolling. I do not roll in the traditional sense. And there are many sites that will say how rolling is the best thing in the world. I was just going over many and they all say, oh, roll, roll your clothes. Roll, roll. Yeah. Oh, and it helps them not wrinkle, apparently. Right. So the, the, the premise behind this is, and there's a system and an order, and I guess I have tried it, is that you take your clothes and you sort of stack them in a special way and then you roll them up so that they're now rolled into a big, like, uh, Cinnabon. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Of rolling. Yeah. That's how they want you to do it. Oh, like the ones I've found was like roll like tiny, like you're building a wood pile. Yeah, that's how I do. Okay. It. But there, there is this philosophy of that you roll these into these big rolls. That's crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. Small rolling. That's what you want to do. Individual rolling. And then what I do is I take them and I put them inside the packing cubes and that's for my peace of mind. So as I'm as I'm at home packing, I'm like, okay, we are leaving on Monday morning. I'm going to be there Monday day, Tuesday day, Wednesday day, return Thursday morning. So technically Thursday. Day. So you have two days of flying, right? And was that three days? I'm just giving an example. Right. So then each of those days, I will, and I think this is easier for a man than for a woman. Yes. I will create, as, as Hattie would say, something, guys can learn this term, you can Google it, exercise for listener, something called an outfit <laughs> where you will come up with, and guys, let me tell you what this means. This means a pair of uh, pants, socks, underwear, underwear shirt, maybe, Anything else you might maybe need. you need an undershirt, right? whatever it is. So you've already looked at the weather, you know what each day is going to be. And you say, well, it's going to be colder on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I'm going to wear the, these socks, these jeans, and you, and you set them up in separate piles. An outfit per day. An outfit per day. That Easier helps, for guys. Yes. And it helps you not overpack because you're right. like, you know what? Or if you're going to something like a wedding, mm -hmm. pack just, okay, this is what I'm wearing to the rehearsal dinner. This is where I'm wearing to the wedding. To the event. This is the, right, like pack event-wise if you're, if you're going to an event Great like tip. that. Great but. tip. So then you say, well, what about in the evenings? Are you, are you the type of guy who sleeps in your boxer shorts and, no, and a t-shirt? Do you have to have uh, a, a pair fresh of one each pajamas night? that you wear? Do you have a special pair of boxers that you sleep in? Whatever. You need to do that. So let, let's just say you're high maintenance, uh, um, l metrosexual, bl lumber sexual man. <laughs> you're throwing lumber sexual in yeah. there? And, and you need a different pair of sleeping shorts and a sleeping shirt for each night. That's fine. Then it's your middle pile. So along the bottom row, that bottom row is your day outfits. Then... A top row, like imagine it like a checkerboard or a chessboard. Mm -hmm. The black squares across the bottom, each one of the, and then the, di the diagonal up spot is what you wear in the evening. You do this on the floor of your living room or on the floor of your bedroom. Don't or let your kids in the room. Or on your bed. That's the cleanest. For a shorter trip. Yeah. Don't let your kids in the room when you're doing this. No. Okay. So then now all of the stuff that you need is, is carefully laid out. Now, 
I'm okay if, if you're like, well, I don't want to lay my shirts on the ground and whatever. I'm just using this as, as an example to help you out when you're first starting out. Somehow organize them to where they're separate. Visually, that's all that visually you separate. Then you can look at everything and you can say, great, don't bring anything extra. Don't be one of those people who's like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just bring an extra pair of this, an extra pair of that, just in case I need it. You're not going to need it. You're not going to need it. You won't. I'll tell you a few things. If you're staying in a decent city and you're staying in a decent hotel, not motel, but hotel, I have never stayed to my knowledge, and I've looked almost every time, I've never stayed in a hotel that didn't have some form of laundry service. Right. I'm not saying that I would send my uh, best sweater to be laundered by them. <laughs> right, by the hotel. Because it's going to come back and be the size of for a child. But what I am saying is, if if some emergency happened and you needed... And six of your outfits get burned. Right. And you needed like a clean pair of jeans and a shirt and a couple pairs of underwear and socks, the, the hotel step, will be able to do that. There's a bag wander. in the closet. Or there's stores there, there too. There are stores there too. <laughs> you know, like, yes, we're trying to save you money and all that stuff, but still. So you can do one of those two right. things. So So don't be like, well... I'll bring an extra couple of shirts. Never. No. No. Don't throw in extra whatever. No, no. Now that you have all this stuff visually laid out, this is when you start determining your, your packing cubes. So now, you essentially, you've sealed off this as it's a quarantined area now. Nothing comes in. Nothing goes out. Right. Until and everything's in the until bag. Until everything's in the bag. So then you take your packing cubes. And so for like something like socks, or underwear, you might go with like, there's these sort of longer packing cubes that are really cool. There, There's like a quarter cube. Oh, they look kind of like a pill case in a way. Yeah. Those are cool. So you get one of those. I think they call them tube cubes. Anyway, you get one of those and you you start putting like your, your socks in that and you lay that up. Now all your socks. Now, how do you want to do it? Do you want to have just socks in one? How many of these cubes do you have? I'm super retentive. I have lots of these cubes in different sizes so that I can say, okay, I have five pairs of socks that I'm bringing. I'm going to do just socks in this one cube, just underwear in this other cube. And then over here, I'm going to do, uh, I've got t-shirts and, uh, and whatever. And so that you start organizing it and you start organizing it and every one of these packs perfectly. And then as Hattie was saying, when you're, you're not folding these things up, right? No. what you're doing is you are rolling them. And there are lots of different ways to roll them. I, we don't have time to go into all the different <laughs> ways to roll them right now. But for something like t-shirts, uh, there's something called a military roll that I, I will put a link to in the show notes, 5x5.tv slash quit slash 82, that is a wonderful way to roll. It's called a six-inch military roll. It's a wonderful way to roll a t-shirt. And uh, Do and I know this? Have you served uh, in uh, one of the uh, branches of the armed uh, forces here in the U.S.? No. Then you don't know it. Then you don't know it. Have you? Have I folded like this? Or no. Served? Have you served time? No. Okay. Served time? Served time. No, I have not in served In the military. Time. I have not uh, had a tour of duty in the armed service, but I had several friends who did. There are ways to fold your socks similarly and uh, underpants vary a little bit, but... All these things that you have get folded. Now, with shirts, you do something a little bit different. What, what you're going to do with your shirt. Oh, you show me this today. Uh, shirts being. Uh, button front shirts. What do you mean shirts being? 
Yeah, that's you. You answered what I wanted. Yes. Not just like this is a T-shirt. Although I guess you could use it for a T-shirt too. I I have been known to put a T-shirt in there, but they make these f- special. They're very. They're for they're for um a a dress what we call a dress shirt here in the states. And they have uh you can it's basically a way for you to make a perfect fold with each of these dress shirts, stack them one on top of the other, and then compression close and fold them. And it keeps and, them non-wrinkly. Yeah, uh, but that's not important. I'll tell you why in a second. What they have though that goes in it is like a plastic insert that actually has the folding directions right on it, and you use that and you lay the shirt down on your bed. And then you put this uh, plastic folding piece on the back of the shirt where the collar is. It gives you the exact way to fold it. Just the perfect way. It folds it up perfect. Slaps the thing together. Put that thing in the thing. Velcro it shut. And you've got all your shirts. And you say, well, are they going to be wrinkle free? They will be wrinkle free. But they may still have some creases in them from being folded and compressed. And underneath all the stuff and the travel and zipped up. What do you do about that? Again, super important to think about. If you're in a hotel... There's going to be an iron there. There's I yes. I, there's always an iron there. It will be in your room with an ironing board. Don't worry about your shirts. People are like, well, better hang them up, and spray them down, get some spritz water, spritz them down. You know what's in that water in the hotel. You don't want to use that. Here's what you want to do. You want to just when it, the the night before that you're going to be, you say, well, you, I know what I'm wearing on Tuesday because I already planned it out. Monday night, and get back to your hotel, take the shirt you're going to wear. And uh, and if you have time, it's a nice way to wind down at night. Iron that shirt while you're watching TV. Yeah. What else are you going to be doing? Iron your shirt. Iron all the shirts at once. It doesn't matter. And then, and then hang, hang them all up. up. Yeah, because they're going to be wrinkled, and you don't want to be the person who's standing there with a shirt with a crease right right across the navel on it. <laughs> this is a dead giveaway. You don't know how to pack or travel. We gotta, we, you know, you you've gotta you've gotta optimize all of this stuff. Now, one more thing about toiletries and things like that. People, including me, have this habit of thinking, trying to think ahead and plan for every single potential thing that might happen. Well, what if I get a little cut? I might need a Band-Aid and uh, some Neosporin and a alcohol wipe. For a girl, I recommend bringing two Band-Aids just in case a shoe rubs a blister. But that's, that's my thing. Continue. Good, good tip. No, no real comment. But you don't know women's shoes. No, they're horrible (laughs) for a guy. Don't try and plan ahead for those things. Chances are the hotel that you're staying in has a little uh, like section where you can go and buy stuff. If it's a decent hotel, if it's not, you're probably close to a a Rite Aid or a Walgreens or a CVS or a 7-Eleven or something or even a grocery store. There will be Band-Aids there. There will be Neosporin there if you need it. If you're super particular about your hipster beard or your hair products that you shampoo with or whatever, you can get travel sizes or you can get travel containers that you can put your own uh, chemicals into to bring with you. But if you're not that picky about it or if it's a short trip, guess what? There will be shampoo and conditioner and lotion in the hotel room. Right. If you just, I need to be clean now. Like if you're not particular, then just use whatever they have at the hotel. Women. Ladies and men, too. If you have a particular kind of face cream or makeup or anything you have like that, if for some reason it's sold at Sephora, 
Sephora will give you a sample of almost every single product that they have, even perfume. So you don't want to throw in your giant glass bottle of cologne. Go to Sephora, say, I need, I would like a sample of this. And then they'd say, okay. And they'll give you up to three samples of each perfume or cologne. And now you've got three to travel with and you can use one each time. Best idea ever. That is a great idea. So you go in there and you use their shampoo for a few days. No big deal. One less thing you got to bring. But here's what I do. I have identified, I'm going to have time for it now. Maybe I should reveal this list somewhere. But I have identified, at least for a man, everything that you need, everything that you need to have in your toiletry bag as a man. Everything. So that there's no more and no less. Exactly what you need. And what I do is I keep that thing stocked. I keep it stocked. Yep. So that, oh, you know what? On that last trip, ran out of deodorant. Well, that's all right. I've got another one of those. Throw it in the bag. As soon as I get back, it's now ready to go the next right. time. I never need to look in my toiletry bag and say, well, do I, did I remember to bring this? It's already there. Think of it as a first aid kit. You right. never don't want to have something in your first aid kit. Exactly. Oh, you know, we, we ran, sorry. We ran out of uh, snake bite antivenin. <laughs> right. You don't want that to happen. The cobra's bite, in fact, is lethal, even though it wouldn't have been last week. You want everything in there. And it just stays in there. And that stays in your suitcase, carry-on bag, which stays in your closet. You never need to think about it. And so, basically, you're ready to go at any moment. Yo, you're going to go on a trip? Great. Grab your carry-on bag. Things already in there. Grab your packing cubes, which I also keep in there. How many nights are you doing? Lay it out on the ground. Boom, boom, boom. Stuff is in, rolled up, folded up in the thing. Done. Now, what I, I will give you kind of an overview of what's in the male toiletry bag because it's super simple. Do it. But basically what you want to do is you want to go through your morning routine and your evening routine in your head and say, what is it that I'm going to need? Do, I, I, I brush my teeth. Okay, toothbrush. I use toothpaste. Toothpaste. If you use mouthwash, I, I I don't even recommend. First of all, mouthwash is bad for you, so and I they recommend usually have it there them. at the place anyway. I, I say don't bring it; it's superfluous. So d- take that out of there. Floss, you got you better be. How do you better be flossing? I floss now like a real adult. All right, you daily. put that. There's travel size floss. You know what? You can't find the kind of floss that you like in a travel size. Put the big one in there. It's yeah, no it's big fine. deal. It's gonna last it's you so a long small. time. Chuck it in there. It's light. Or if you're like really this close on space. Pull out a good length and, yeah. Ooh, you know. Put in a little bag. Yeah. I don't know what to tell people about toothbrushes because I know a Ugh. lot of people will bring a motorized toothbrush because what they have at home is a motorized toothbrush. I don't think anymore, I've done this, but I don't think anymore that the weight and bulk of it is justified for a short trip. I now go for those little folding Colgate toothbrushes yeah. that you fold it in half. It has its own case built into its own handle and unfolds. And it is fold. the handle. It is the handle. It's a it's genius invention. You know what? You I get one of those after a handful of trips. I'm just throw it out and get a new one. Yeah, no big deal. It's great and uh, it's lightweight, and my teeth will survive three or four days away from its motorized toothbrush. Uh, but you know, you go through that routine. What do you What do you put in your hair in the morning? Gel? Do you use two? Do you use gel and a pomade? Could you get by with just the gel for a right. few days? Try and cut out the things that are the luxury at home. And then put all of those things into a smaller container. You can get these smaller containers at the travel section in a Target. 
You can order container them online store. and get can, fancy ones. Container store is a great place if you have that. That's a dream place. And you, <laughs> you squeeze whatever it is out in there enough for a few trips, not just one trip, enough for a few trips. You put it in there, chuck it in there. You know, then you, then you go to the, the next part of it. Okay, at night, what am I using? Well, I have a special non-commodogenic soap. Can you live without it? No, you really need it. Okay, fine. Then bring it. But get a separate bar for that. Don't be like, well, wh- honey, where's the soap? What are you going to use we for soap? We left it at the hotel. Well, you don't want to deal with right. that. Get a separate bar so you're grown up. There's a travel one and a staying at home one. Right. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not a big fan of like the travel deodorant. I do have some of them, but I'll go and get the bigger yeah. size. It'll last you on multiple trips. Yeah, I don't care for the little one. Just the basics. Go through that routine. And as you're going through that routine, think, okay, what am I going to use for deodorant on the trip? Okay, good. I'll take this, set it aside. You make that little bag and do all of this well in advance of your trip. You don't need to be doing this the night before. The night before, all you have to do is say, right, there's my bag right over there. It's already packed. Do not pack the night before. You want to pack the night before the night before. Right. You've got to. tip for when you get home, say you, oh, I squeezed out too much of my favorite conditioner into this bottle and now it's little and it's only got like half an inch at the bottom. Even though you have a full one at home, use that one that you just poured out. That is not poison anymore. (laughs) You know? Good tip. So now you're packed. Your bag is ready. Take that thing downstairs. And put it in front of the door that you're going to so be going to out of it. in the morning. And then lay your tickets on the top. Right. I always Unless put my tickets right in front of the door where I can never. Mm-hmm. Things that must go with me mm-hmm. go in front of the door. <laughs> now, we're going to have to do a second episode where we talk about once you're in the hotel and how to navigate a foreign city and, uh, and, and, and what to do to optimize the hotel uh, situation and everything. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all that. I have a couple of in the next uh, episode, quick, but yes, quick you, ones. you mentioned that. I would like to hear those. Always in the front, there's always like a little special pocket in the front of your suitcase. Put in a small, a medium, and a large Ziploc bag. One day, you will need them. Great tip. Just put them in there. Paper towels inside. Paper of it. towels inside of that. You never know what will spill, what will leak, what will a wet swimsuit. Something will need to go in that bag. Put them in there. Second, bring wipes, Clorox wipes, disinfecting wipes. You don't want to be sick. Bring them. They sell travel ones. Put that them was going to be thing. like my surviving the hotel one. But that's a great tip even for just the, you know, getting around in the airplane if you want to wipe things down in the airplane too. Invest in shoe bags. If you're walking around traveling in cities like um, San Francisco or whatever, there's the feces, buy mm. a shoe bag mm-hmm. or say you don't have shoe bags. They always have a shower cap in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Put it around your nasty shoes that you just were on San Francisco with. with. <laughs> Put that in your bag. And now the bottoms of your shoes are not touching, you know, your pillowcase or whatever right, that's right. going to go on your face. That's um, another really good tip. If you're a guy, sometimes you can get away with just wearing the pair of shoes yeah. that you're going to have on the whole trip. Very jealous. People say, well, they're going to need to be. Dri-. Here's the thing. It's very rare. This is 2015 as we record this. Still, last show of the year. It's very rare that you will be in a situation that, unless it's like a a, a gala or a wedding or something like that that requires special footwear. Guys have this wonderful uh, luxury that we can get a pair of shoes 
that you can dress down with a pair of jeans and dress up, you know, with uh, with a sport coat. Like we have that luxury. If you can get away with not having to pack a pair of shoes or sneakers, then by all means do it. But if you need both, if you say, well, I do need a pair of like full on dress shoes and I know I'm going to be doing a ton of walking, so I'm going to need sneakers except for that one time when I have it, then you know what? Pack your sneakers, pack them in a bag like Hattie said, but pack the sneakers and wear the shoes. Right. Okay. Last two that I have. All right. Put, uh, toss some dryer sheets in your suitcase. You never know that thing can get smelly. It can get, you know, because you're putting dirty clothes in there after a trip and things. Pack a couple of dryer sheets. There's tiny little zippers that are like hidden around in your suitcase sometimes. Like just stuff one in there. It's just nice. It's your dryer sheet. It'll smell like your clothes. Your clothes don't absorb the smell of the suitcase. It's just, it's good. Um, And then also second is going to be bring or wear socks because when you go to the airport, they make you take your shoes off. If you have bare feet on the nasty, nasty airport floor, you will never forgive yourself. I always put a little pair of just little footy socks, not like full tall socks, just little foot socks that just cover the bottom of my foot. I stick those in the very front of my bag in case I'm wearing flats or something like that. And I just tuck, tuck them in my bag because I can pull them out right when they say, okay, shoes off, put them right on my feet, go through security, take them off, put them back in my bag, done. Or wear shoes that you know will need socks like boots or something like that. See, that's a great tip. That was one you, it took you a couple trips to learn, I remember. Yeah, it was very sad multiple times. Yeah, walking around barefoot. It's usually in around summertime where you're like, oh, I'll just wear these cute sandals. Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm. don't wear the cute sandals. Yeah, you got to take your shoes off. You know what, George, that trick George Clooney does when he's in the airport and he's traveling and he sort of has this one motion slip your shoe off and slip, put it up slip, in the thing? Yeah. I know a lot of guys who are real big on that. I personally don't like any kind of shoe that doesn't have laces. All of my shoes, dress, it's casual, everything has choice. has laces. Yeah. I think if you're like a dressed up guy in a suit, you could get away with like loafers that look all right. They're right. like leather dress loafers. Or like um, a driving shoe or something. Yeah, but like the ones you're, you were telling me about that your dad has that are. Oh, the Merrells. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Any yeah. other tips? Um, I got more, but we can't do it on this episode. Hour and a half already. Uh, where are the extra items like hats and coats and things that might cause your luggage to not fit in the overhead? Mm. So like, oh, my big leather coat. Don't try putting that in your suitcase. Just wear it. It's easier. Yeah. Oh, I have a hat that I don't know what to do with it. Just wear it. Just wear the weird things that you can't. Oh, these are the, I'm wearing tall, high-heeled boots, but I'm also bringing flats. Wear the high-heeled boots because those are going to take up more space right. in your suitcase and right. pack the small flats. And as Hattie pointed out, uh, the last time that we were on a trip, I was wearing I, I was uh, wearing a jacket back because I'd interviewed Weird Al Yankovic, a friend of mine, up on stage in front of several thousand people for, uh, for the conference and uh, wanted to uh, not mess up the jacket. And she said, Dan... Just check it. Check it at the front of the airplane. When you get on the airplane, they do have a little. Give it to the to the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. They'll check it for you right there. Just make sure you don't forget it on your way out. They will sometimes bring it to you before you land. Mm-hmm. Sometimes nice. you can say, "Oh, will you will you bring it to me right before we land?" Or you can, if you're like, you know what, if they're like, "It's uh, uh please go back to your seats. The uh, buckle the seatbelts. We're starting our descent now. Press the little." 
Really? Have the lady and be like, can you bring me my coat now? Drape it over your knee. Done. You'll never forget it. High maintenance? What's high maintenance about that? Nothing. Well, that's it. We're going to have to do a second episode. Part two. We're going to have to do that. But uh, it's you know what? It's been a good year. Thanks, everybody, for listening all year long to this show and the other shows we do on 5 by 5 It's been a fun year, crazy year, tough year. You can go find the show notes for this episode. 5by5.tv slash quit slash 82. Have a happy and safe New Year. And you too, Hattie. What are you doing for uh, New Year's Eve? Anything? Uh, being in my special? pajamas, I'm oh, pretty nice. sure. With bat. Ringing in 2016. What about you? Hopefully I'll be asleep getting over what's left of this strange cold virus thing I have. I don't want to be up at midnight. Who does? I'm going to say that much right now. <laughs> you know, I don't, it used to be, New Year's used to be such a big, a big deal. I expected so much out of New Year's as a teen. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's going to be fireworks and like, will like clink glasses and like, Woo-hoo! Everything changes like it's, it's a like, new year. Woo! It's a starting and, over. Like, it's romantic. No. Right. It's just, just get in your pajamas and go to sleep. Time to sleep. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the ball drop in years. I, you know, like I remember being like young, like when I had my first house and I was like 22, 23 years old. I had my first house. New Year's party would be fun. We had like a party with the neighbors and we it was really low key and like. And when we watched the ball drop together, it was it took, felt like it took a million years to get to midnight. Too, we were all really tired, and uh, and Can finally, anyone stay up? And we stayed up, and then uh, we like lit uh, little um, sparklers. sparklers and like ran around the front yard, and they were like, "Okay, peace out. We're just gonna leave from here." Walk back to our house and went immediately back. Right. It's like as soon as you go outside to do the sparklers, just bring your purse with you mm-hmm. to leave. That's right. Be like, okay, bye. <laughs> But uh, we'll be back. Actually, I know I'll be recording another show tomorrow. So uh, no rest for the wicked. Am I resting tomorrow? I don't care what you do. I don't know your life. Do I have off tomorrow? Yeah, of course. It's New Year's Day. Cool. So uh, whatever it is you do, you know, do it. What are you going to do? Just sleep? No, my house is a shambles from Christmas. But you got that new vacuum you keep talking about. <gasps> oh, my God. It came in the mail. <laughs> Never seen so, so someone excited. so excited about a vacuum. <laughs> But anyway, that's it. Thanks seriously to everybody who's listened all year and supported us by uh, listening, by visiting the sponsors, by checking out our Patreon. And, you know, every little bit helps. If you want to help, you can go to patreon.com slash five by five. Donate a buck, donate a few bucks, whatever you feel we deserve means a lot. Check out our sponsors. We love you. uh, We love you. Thank you. you. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year.